seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. are back oh my god the long awaited moment where the hopeless show is back in your life yes and that's the theme today is that we are back because the reason we were gone for a number of weeks was because we wanted to gain the most possible content for you and we won't we will now not be taking any breaks but we had to do that just to gain extra content because now we have the most crazy stuff to talk about yet like there are things that we are going to be talking about on this episode and on future episodes that are that are even more bizarre because what's interesting Rowan, and i don't know if you're noticing this but now that we've been doing this show for a number of years we have so many things that we've talked about that have grown exponentially or have changed exponentially things that have gotten weirder things we've done personally that have gotten more peculiar odd things that need hope it's just we're we're basically gathering it's like we're on the beach gathering seashells by the seashore and we're gathering the seashells for the show and as we keep gathering the shells we keep gathering more hopelessness and hope exactly that makes no sense really, no no but, but i think those seashells are like filled with poop you know like when you scrape yeah. poop and you get it under your nails but that's instead because we're always scraping poop all the time mm. um but instead it's in the seashells and it's just like and when you like take the poop and you flip it around and you slap it onto the ground and you it splats you can still see the shape of the seashell on the other side of the poop so it's kind of like a poop mold and that's, what, <laughs> that's what we're bringing to you didn't you miss us didn't <laughs> you miss us <laughs> uh all right so let's let's get going um can i talk a little just about during this this uh situation going on during the uh the news from the quarantine the news from the the bomb shelter the news from just this dearth of existence that we all are at this point <laughs> please is it is election time in the in the world, in lots of states, definitely in California. And so I have a question for you. On this show, we did the logic party. And I was really more the the, the insane human that was pushing it. Yeah. And the whole, the whole idea was we aren't red, we aren't blue, we're logic. We aren't mm-hmm. Republican, we aren't Democrat, we're all full of logic. And so then I decided recently during the voting process to there were some candidates that have just one person so they're running against nobody so i decided to write in two people in particular my dad (laughs) and me and put logic party next to it and then i thought oh well that's cool i'm gonna put this on my social media and tell other people to do it and they've done it like not too many but i think maybe 10 that i know of have done it in one form or another, but a few people wrote me and said I was terrible and and bad for doing it. And then one person in particular, I don't know the person, but they're they seem very kind. Got worried, saying, "Wait, Aaron, are you 
all of a sudden, are you, I, you're not all of a sudden some right wing person. Like they assumed because I wasn't writing in a Democrat, I was uh, like MAGA. And no, I'm not MAGA. I'm also like not super psyched with all of the liberal agendas. But if I'm going to pick, yes, I pick uh, the liberal agendas over the right wing agendas. But what do I want to pick more? Logic, because yes. I feel like both parties are operating out of no logic. So, Rohit, tell me, there, there's, there's just none. It's like you have to be, it's such group mentality thinking right now with politics, more so than ever. Mm-hmm. So, and politics aren't even politics anymore a lot of them, the time. They're just these like insane, uh, they're like social agendas, religious agendas, and so on. So, Rohit. Was I wrong to write in myself and my father? Absolutely not. And here's the thing. Politics, when you really boil down to it, is saying, when it comes down to voting, it's like saying, my liar is better than your liar. And (laughs) so maybe we introduce a third option, people that aren't liars. And so I support what you're doing, Aaron, um, because you're not beholden to any special interests. You're not beholden to the whims of the party and it's you because you're not a career politician you are probably at the level most greatest level of purity um so i think third party politics to me is the closest you'll get to purity especially when it doesn't matter like yeah because you're not gonna win no offense gonna win yeah and this other guy's gonna win he's the only guy on the ballot and what my my like 10 write-in votes, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, nobody should ever run unopposed. That's just weird. It's just weird. And all right, well, thank you. And I, I I, just think some of the political agendas in this current era aren't even based on politics. They're not even based on like governing. They're based on, on uh, re- again, views, religious views, cultural views, uh, you name it, that have nothing to do with like how we're governing a state. It's about opinions right. based on how you should run your life. And how you can protect yourself from the bookies that you owe a lot of money to. Oh, shit, dude. Dude, we can't, We got to cut that from the show. Okay. I was just kidding. Yeah, we got we to cut the bookie thing because I owe a lot. Okay, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and, uh, well, even we had this thing with the on uh, social where this teacher put up a pride flag. And uh, both Rohit and I commented on it, that that's a nice thing to do. And we both got slammed for just saying that a a flag promoting that equality, basically, for all people, no matter what sexual orientation you want to be, is okay to have in the classroom because we want everyone to be accepting. And that was really, really bad on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, and the background of the video is, you know, the Twitter account lives of TikTok, which takes generally some of the most unhinged TikTok videos and just kind of just shares them. And they're awful, awfully, like they're a lot of times hilarious, but they took one video of a school teacher saying that she has a pride flag because she wants all the children to feel welcome. And if people have a problem with that, they can get out of the class. And I was like, you know what? That's a good message. That is positive because especially we're hitting Pride Month, people should be aware that it's important for everyone to feel comfortable and safe in their classroom. That's the first step to being able to learn. And the, 
my God, all I said is like, hey, I don't understand why this is like, I said, just like, this isn't an unhinged thing. This actually makes a lot of sense. I don't know why people are getting on this. And then, oh man, Aaron, oh. apparently both you and I are groomers. Um, yes. Because <laughs> it seemed everyone was making it a uh, political agenda. Yeah. And what was the thing I wrote? Because you wrote what you just said. And then I wrote, I mean, everyone hated it. Like yeah. It's like no one actually, I said she is showing tolerance, which is more important than a math equation. If that isn't part of your mindset, then I agree. Learn to tolerate before you learn math. Meaning, being tolerant of other people is more important than learning a math equation. If you are in the classroom and you can't simply tolerate the person next to you because of their sexual orientation, then what business do you have learning a math equation? And that was it, right? That's it. And people hated that. <laughs> I mean, there is uh, I, I just the fact that he's something that's so just kind. It's about tolerance and Yes, in math class, you should be learning math, but you're not going to have an easier time learning. You're not, if you're not feeling welcome. And I'm just like, I'm just, right now I've gotten so much hate. Um, and my, my phone just keeps blowing up. Um, and. Oh, well, this is what they said. Mine, does, I have a lot of these. You have maybe more, but I have one thing I wrote where this person wrote, I wrote, if you think being tolerant is, this was after yours. They were saying that it's a political agenda to put the pride flag up. And I said, if you think being tolerant is an agenda, I recommend you educate yourself further. Because how is being tolerant of other people a political agenda? It's just being tolerant. And then they wrote um, that I need to educate myself. <laughs> that I said, I said, being gay or of another sexuality is not a political agenda. It's just who someone is. And nobody liked that, but lots of people hated it. Yeah. So, so both of, I don't know what we'll get more into this, but yeah, it's, well, yeah. We'll why talk is this? I, th I think that the level, like how people are finding the idea of acceptance and tolerance and kindness to be somewhat of a political, uh, sort of divider, like, or just like that as a political stance, dude, even Christ, you know, Big old JC was always like, treat others as you want to be treated, you know, and that's tolerance. You know, oh, I thought you were about to say big old JC loved the D. But oh, yeah. I, I don't know what he was into. It's we don't know. Yeah, we, don't we don't even know. know what he maybe he liked to hook up with everyone. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But yes, we will. We are delving further into a world of intolerance. But on a brighter note, should we move to our first topic? Oh, yeah. Um. And by brighter, I mean far darker. Um, Aaron, are you familiar with monkeypox? Yes. Yes, I am. Oof. Because everyone was talking about it as of now. <laughs> yes. And what's happening now is we are starting to see cases in Europe and even in the U.S. of potentially of an outbreak of monkeypox, which is a disease that's related to smallpox that's previously only been like linked to people like Central and West Africa, but it's now in Britain, Spain, Portugal, Italy, US, Sweden, Canada, and it is booming. France, Germany, and Belgium, Australia also just today reported their first few cases, and it's not pretty. It causes fevers, chills, rash, lesions on the face and genitals, and the disease is fatal for one in 10 people 
Which way is worse than way worse than way COVID. Way worse. worse. Than COVID. This is like Ebola levels of insanity. And they're saying a lot of this is the reason that we're seeing this outbreak is that a lot of these countries in the UK, they stopped requiring vaccinations for smallpox because a lot of people feel, oh, it's generally been eradicated. We've got herd immunity, but but it's looking like that might have not been a, uh, the, it's, in hindsight, it's not looking strong, not looking like a good idea. Um, and also another interesting thing is that this, they found despite recent, you know, sorry, long-standing history says a lot of these virulent diseases are not passed on like, like these pox related diseases are not passed on sexually, but now they are seen that it is passed on sexually because the great majority of people that have this are actually uh, people who've with uh, most infections in the UK and Europe have been uh, young men with no history of travel to Africa and who are gay, bisexual, or had sex with men. So it is looking to be passed around the gay circles. Okay, so let's get to the bottom of this because it's all about numbers. I I believe in the media very little these days. Um, And it's like, oh, they ran out of COVID. So now they want this as a like thing for people to watch. But maybe not. How many people have this in the world right now? That's a good question, Aaron. Right now, it's looking like each year, Nigeria as a country alone reports about 3,000 cases of monkeypox. Um, but okay, right there. That's actually all I needed to bring you hope. That's just, just that. Nigeria, and that's just in the rural areas. Right. But that's Nigeria, and you said every year. Yep. Not just this year, but every year. So that means that's terrible in Nigeria, but also percentage-wise of the millions of people in Nigeria, every year... It's the same thing. It just happens there. And so somehow it got out. So it's in a few other places, but it never became a thing that like wiped out Nigeria. It's never grown as a thing, even though 3000 people got it. It's never grown to be a pandemic, even in Nigeria. And so the fact that it got out to other places in the world is bad, but that means it's not so contagious where lots of where it's just it's existed in nigeria and nigeria overall is fine it can exist in other places and still be isolated yeah but thing is there's is no cure for monkeypox you walk around the rest of your life i mean if you don't die from it if you're one of the the 10 percent, if you're one of the 90 percent people that doesn't die from it um you know which means it is 1000 times more deadly than covid right but yeah. it's not contagious yeah. so yeah. it's another one of those things where we live every day of our lives. There are risks. There will always be risks in different things we do. I, for one, am not scared of monkeypox because of your Nigeria fact. That's all I needed. But it the is fact- contagious, though. That is the thing. It is. Great. Yes. I, it is contagious. But it hasn't gotten to a more contagious place where per year they have a stable number of people who get this. It's right. not like in uh, 2019 it was 3000 and in 2020 it was 30000 and 2021 it was 300000 and now we're at 3 million it's not that so that means and that's in a country that unfortunately it's third world country they don't have the medicines we have and it's still only con- been contained to that many people so i think it is another thing that the media is jumping on to be bigger than it is it's sad that people are getting it but there's so few people Honestly, and it will Aaron, not spread i, I think that does bring me hope. It seems that we've become addicted 
to fear. Yes. And with the sort of quelling of the COVID pandemic after two years. Yep. It's, and you know, the media needs something to scare people into a tizzy again. Yeah. And so this is probably that again. I, I think uh, that sounds like what it is. Your Nigeria fact really hammered that well, home. I don't know if you have that gong handy. I do. And guess what we're about to do? And ready for it? That got three hope gongs because yes. we just saved the world. The rare triple gong. Thank you, Aaron. I do feel a little bit of hope. So anybody else that's worried about monkeypox out there, don't be. You're fine. Until it's time to be. Yeah, um, and write us if you have it, and then we can discuss. Yes, and send pictures too. Write us if you know anyone who knows anyone who has it. I'm curious because I believe this is, sounds media created that it's so much worse than it is. I would like anyone listening to know if they even know someone who knows someone who has it. Yes. That's and it. as the world continues to plummet into fear, Aaron, want to talk about crypto watch and some plummets there. Well, this is a fun one. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know the specifics you're going to go to, but in yeah. case you have been hiding under a rock or are very rich or uh, just don't care about the financial market at all, which actually, if you don't care about it at all, I commend you because that's like, it's a miserable thing overall. The stock market and the crypto market crashed. They, it just, they reached their breaking point and they crashed. And, uh, kind of bound to happen it happened so you bring up these specific hopeless things but overall that's the overall is we had tankage we had decimation what i do kind of like is a lot of these uh these uh day traders apparently like lost all the money they gained during the pandemic which gives me a little bit of hope because the fact that people were prospering out off of other people's suffrage because they had more money was a little bit disgusting but but That's I mean, besides it's, the point. it's the day traders of the normal people like you and me. It's the hedge funds that truly have been vampires. Um, I mean, there was recently with the big crypto crash um, where Citadel pretty much knocked the bottom out of the market. Um, huh. And uh, what they did is they sold off all of their Bitcoin. And they actually, before they did, they were, they shorted it, right? Which means that. Um, oh, they know, did that, so they manipulated everything. They manipulated. They sh they sold. They shorted it, then sold all their Bitcoin, which naturally caused the market to plummet. And then they bought it all back when it hit a floor price. Um, and they made it's all evil. Everything's made, evil. Citadel made nearly one billion dollars in one day and completely upended the market, the trust in the crypto market, and uh, made a lot of people really poor or broke that had managed to beat the system, managed to beat the investments and the hedge funds and all their technology and all their power and all their money. The everyday person was harmed and Citadel once again goes away unscathed and, and the government oh. protected them during GameStop and the government is not going to do anything now. All right. I'm going to change my opinion here. I really hope somehow Citadel blows up. Same. 
like in I, Minecraft. In Minecraft, that's what we have to say so we don't get in trouble. Oh right, with in the Minecraft. Feds. Yeah, in Minecraft. I hope the Citadel building blows up in Minecraft. In Minecraft, <laughs> because in Minecraft, I really hope because they manipulated it so that they could get rich and everyone else suffers, which is a big problem with America and our corporatist society that we live in right now. The rich mm-hmm. get richer, the big guns get bigger, and people like Citadel can manipulate every. Things so everyone else loses, and I hope in Minecraft they all suffer. Same. <laughs> Everybody fire up your Minecraft servers. <laughs> yes, let's get it. Let's get it going. So uh, that's our hope. There is we yeah. hope in Minecraft they yeah. all suffer. And the other bit is a bit of hopelessness for me because, as you know, and as all our listeners know, I've been an unabashed, unquestioning, loyal Elon Musk sycophant i'm glad you're and, going here because i was going to make it a debate yeah. but just i'll, I'll let you yeah. have the floor and to, to, to me this guy could do no wrong and i was very happy about his twitter takeover mainly because it upset so many people and because you know as you know and our listeners know when something upsets a lot of people i generally love it especially if i feel it's like enabling freedom a, or more a real stuff. like you love the the chaos I, I live for chaos. It's all I care about and it's all I need. And however, after the recent, you know, in the allegations against Elon, where he might have um, been a perv and a creep and paid off a woman a quarter million dollars and offered her a horse um, because he tried to get her to give him a handy during a massage on a private jet, which is very inappropriate, uncalled for. All of a sudden it's, I feel like I'm just going through a breakup with Elon right now. And I'm very disappointed. I'm very sad about it. And even as a result, by the way, I don't have that many Tesla shares, but Tesla shares are down 40% from their 52 week high uh, amidst this and with his waffling on buying Twitter, which I do agree that I, and that whole hold up on the Twitter buy right now is because Elon's like, wait, I was told there's only 5% of bots, 5% of Twitter users are bots, but now it's looking like well more than 20. Um, oh, wow. And so that he was like, dude, I'm not paying for that. And now there's a whole hold up there. Um, so all of that, all the things I was so excited for are just getting washed down the drain right now. And I'm very sad about that. Your sadness right now because of this, Rohit, makes me so happy. <laughs> it brings me so much joy. And I thank you for bringing me hope today. Not that I want my friend to be sad. It's not that. It's the unequivocal, unabashed, no matter what loyalty to this guy who has over the last year-ish just further, as I said, he jumped the shark. He's further gone into this depth of narcissism that is where he's like the Citadel to me. He doesn't care about anyone else but himself. He will watch people lose money on crypto just to have a fun tweet. He will watch people suffer because he knows there's nothing that can get at him. There's nothing. He It's like he is safe from everything and all other people can can fall, as, but he's fine. And so the fact, and when, when he did the thing, which I think is comical, where he then announced right before the elections that he is now Republican because he cannot vote for Democrats because Republicans are the party that are for free speech. One, that's bullshit. The Republican Party is not the party of free speech. They are the party of uh, 
And re- the Democratic Party isn't totally either. But the Republican Party is definitely not. They are the party. They're the party that's that does a lot more hate speech uh, on the alt side of the Republican Party, the alt right side. And so to say that they are the ones, these are the exact same people that just went after us on Twitter for saying that the the pride flag is okay. And they're telling us we're terrible. Like, (laughs) and so all of a sudden Elon Musk is saying he's for free speech. So they're the free speech people. Shut up. What the reason he really did this is because once you become a Republican and you do a sexual assault, well, they're more forgiving. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's disappointing. And, and I agree. Traditionally the Republican party has been opposite of free speech in terms of the party. But right now it's Democrat party. That's trying to curtail all speech. They're trying to pass the, uh, you know, an act that would then be able to, uh, uh, you'd have a truth czar and that's fortunately on hold and you've got all this shit. And it's like literally free speech has become a pejorative term that's being used by Democrats. Like we don't want free speech. And that's, that's clearly a party platform. And it's bizarre to see that happening now where you are literally, but neither is free speech. They're, they're pro the speech that they want. Each party is for the speech. One party they want. wants to actually have laws against speech, and the other just says, "Let everybody say whatever the fuck they want, no matter fuck that it yeah, is." Yeah, but if you say certain things, you're bad, or we kind of want to kill you. That that is also true, but I think in terms of legality. Oh um, no, they yeah. want to do it the illegal way. They just yes. want to like end yeah, exactly. people and kill people. But it's just a bizarre world because 20 years ago, it's completely flipped. 10 years ago, it's completely flipped. But I don't think Elon Musk cared about Musk cared about the free speech. I think he did it also because he knew this was coming, and Republicans will get behind him for the sexual harassment because a lot of their people are uh, sexual. I don't care that he um, kind of like messed with his employees in terms of like, you know, silencing them. I do care that he did that. But like in terms of like telling them, you know, I guess there's people that are giving away secrets and you're, when you sign an NDA and shit like that, then yeah, you're going to, they're going to go after you. But I don't love him how he's kind of blocking unions within the uh, company. That wasn't cool. He's not for free speech. Yeah, I was okay with him declaring Republican. I was okay with him trying to buy Twitter. I'm okay with literally almost every single questionable thing he's done. But the whole sexual thing, that was just, that kind of soured me on it. So I'm just, we'll wait and see what happens with that. I hope you can see now that maybe this gives warrant to the other shitty things that he's done. Maybe actually being not very cool. But it sucks because that was the only one good public figure left. Uh. I think uh, Harrison Ford's cool. He's cool, but with with significant influence. Uh, uh, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but let's move forward. But all um, right, topic yeah. two. Oh no, sports. Yeah, uh, I'll this let you be, take this one, Rose. This will be a quick one. I would like to formally announce that as of last week, in our very first matchup against each other in our fantasy baseball league. I unfortunately must admit defeat to my co-host Aaron Wolf, who stormed back when he was down three to seven on a Thursday. Stormed back, big pitching performances, and he picked up the win, five four, and his bats picked up. His pitching just blew me out of the water. And congrats, Aaron! Now you, you are very close behind me in second place. Thank you. And now can I gloat for thirty seconds, please? So being an expansion team gives you a severe disadvantage. Being an expansion team where the people you then get as the scrap metal in the league for your four keepers, for your main people, and them all getting hurt, which has happened on my team, gives you 
an even bigger disadvantage. Having all that happen and then also having your number one pick get hurt, which just happened, gives you an even bigger disadvantage in a league. And I'm still in second place and I did beat you. And you were kind of texting me like, oh, it's a good matchup. We have a kind of good matchup as you're ahead seven to three. And yeah, I, I was kept just trying saying, to make you feel good. I was just right, trying to you were make trying you to make me feel good. And I just kept saying to you, row it. I think this is going to end around five to five. I think this, and I, what didn't I keep saying this? This is going to yeah. be in about a five to five matchup. It yep. ended up being five to four. I ended up beating you by one, but yep. I had faith in my team. I have faith in my scrubs. I have faith in my guys. And even though all of my main guys have been hurt and have been on the DL and want like my number one guy has played for a week, Chris Bryant, and I'm still standing strong shows something. And I don't know exactly what that is, but it does prove a point. And that point is that I got the chance to gloat right now. Yeah. Uh, and congrats on that. It's not going to happen again. Um, just so you, just so you know, because we face each other one more time this season, I believe. I haven't lost um, a week yet. I've fuck. won every single of my weeks. Really? Damn. I have okay. not lost a week. Well, I'm going to take care of that later on this season. But anyway. Well, topic two. This is yes. uh, baseball and not baseball related. Um. So... And this, again, it, it goes back to this group herd mentality thinking when it comes to your political and social stances. There's a baseball pitcher named Zach Davies. He's a middle-of-the-road guy. He's been around. I think he was a little bit better a few years ago. Anyway, he's, a, he's your basic pitcher. You're like yep. basic pitcher. So, like if you know baseball, Number you know three the name. In the rotation, he'll have an eight to ten year career. Have like probably an ERA, his career ERA of like four point one. You know, he'll probably make have, forty million dollars. Yeah, he'll probably have like averaging like seven strikeouts per nine innings. You know, he's your basic pitcher. One point three average WHIP serves a purpose, right? Yes, but is like nothing big. Easy anyway, things. but he had a little scandal that got brought up on a baseball chain of mine that you're not on, unfortunately, uh, from a while ago where his ex-wife now, during COVID, wrote this post on Instagram about how he basically left her without telling her and was having an affair and never even contacted her and just filed... uh, divorce papers and hasn't talked to her since she wrote this random post and all these people on the chain were saying how she is a like he's just a shitty person and you can't like him i then have come up in this league with the idea all the people that they deem shitty i add to i call it the list which is my (laughs) my dream team and you can imagine some of the people that are on my dream team. I won't Deshaun list them right Watson. now. Uh, all of them. They're all on it. Uh, I don't want to distract from the point at hand, but yeah, they're all on it. Yeah. Uh, Ozuna's on it. Uh, Chapman's on it. Trevor Bauer. Trevor. Oh, he's the he's team leader. He's the ace. <laughs> so, but they think all of this is offensive and so on. Oh, but the only type of people that I have no, uh, patients for are drunk drivers, people who are 
uh, drinking and driving, they're not allowed mm -hmm. on my team. But if you, you know, did a little whatever else you did, you know, some murders and things, whatever, you're fine. Yeah, but just don't drink and drive. So Zach Davies, they were like, he is the worst. He's this bad, blah, 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 terrible. And I said, why do you all have to think that? How do we know this one woman who was his wife, who posted one Instagram post, isn't lying up a wazoo? I personally have had a couple uh, crazy ex-girlfriends and I wouldn't want them to post something about me because who knows what they, it's just, who, how do these guys know that what she is saying is one, true, two, she isn't also insanely crazy. Yeah. And like, we just don't know. He's never said a word about it. And three, why guilty until proven innocent? I agree. And three, maybe the email went to her spam filter. Yeah, exactly. And and Rohit's number three. And then and then this this hey babe, then, I'm divorcing you. Bye. Bye. And so we just don't know the facts. So because one person wrote one Instagram post, uh, I'm not judging him one way or another. Not, I didn't realize I had to care about him to begin with, but now that it got brought up, I'm not judging him one way or another. And then this got to the point of ghosting. And then someone on the chain said how ghosting, like Iris exiting from a, from a party or ghosting or someone or just not responding to someone, how that is the worst thing that someone can do. And that Zach Davies, because he ghosted this ex-wife of his is terrible and we want again don't even know what actually happened she might have, she might have been abusive and crazy exactly we just don't know the situation and and the ghosting was the worst thing you could do so i immediately exited the chain my man i, I just speak, immediately ghosted the chain and then they of, got more mad at me speaking of social ghosting i don't know if you can read this number here but... <laughs> Rowan has 1,212 unread texts. <laughs> and 38 unread, unlistened to voicemails. Um, that I'm, I'm close to you on voicemails. Uh, I have 39 unread texts. And email-wise, that's where I'm really bad. Email-wise, just so in case you're wondering, I have 394,535 unread emails. Very nice. So we Very both ghost nice. people all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's so, dude, don't take it fucking serious. Um, so, yeah. So can you can you give me any hope from this? But and then we'll move yeah. on and finish the show. But like, um, first of all, I think the hope is that you left a group of dudes that are way into gossip and that are way into other people's business and way. It's like, dude, that's not even. Well, I rejoined like, the group. I rejoined, oh, okay. I rejoined the group like 10 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> They're all my friends. So it's like, I'm not going to yeah. leave it, but I just had to. But this might be like the joke. third time you've left this group, by the way. Um, oh, more. I think like five or six, seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I respect your ability to walk away at least even for five minutes. Um, <laughs> no, but I think the hope, the hope here to me is that there's a, a, a level of just you not caring what people do in their own fucking lives if it doesn't affect you and that's okay let people just figure out their own shit and i think you should have you should be proud of the self-respect you have um, and all and can can i just add to what you just said because i think it's what you were also going to say because i can read your mind is that we we can stop with the herd mentality way of thinking just because you're 
of one political party doesn't mean you can't agree with something the other person says. Just because you're on one friend group circle doesn't mean you can't have a differing opinion. And or if someone else has a differing opinion, hear them out and at least try to accept them and not just immediately judge them. Exactly. Just because I'm an ISIS doesn't mean I don't have support for all my <laughs> LGBT friends, you know? Exactly. And- yeah, exactly. Just because we want to Minecraft bomb things doesn't mean that we're bad people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're just normal people like you and me with just some um, dangerous tendencies. Just dangerous tendencies in Minecraft. Yeah, so exactly. let's yes, let's we love video games. We love video games and yeah. bombing citadels <laughs> uh, in Minecraft. In Minecraft. So so let's just let's go to Hopeless TV because there's a, uh, a big but quick topic. Mm hmm. The streamer thing. I've talked about it on this show before, how streamers have, like, they're not a growth platform. They're not a, they're not an entertainment platform that's viable forever. There's only so far that they can grow before you have the number of subscribers you're going to have. There's only so many people in the country. And then it's going to start to plummet because there's just more options out there. Netflix hit that peak finally. They mm-hmm. could do no wrong. Everyone there had unlimited budgets. You could do no wrong. They've hit that. Uh, they've jumped the shark. And now they're saying Netflix is going to become a studio. They're going to start releasing their movies in theaters. And they're going to have commercials on their streaming content. So I feel hopeless because of this. I feel, and I've been personally affected by some of this with some of my work, that, again, the man... The, the big guns, the rich conglomerates, these studios just ran us entertainment people just trying to make a living in the entertainment world. They ran us through all these hoops to change the industry over this last seven, eight years to now go right back to where we started, but with leaving carnage in its wake. Like, I feel a lot of carnage and now we're going right back. So you're going to have a movie come out. Like three months later, it'll be on a streamer. And just like we were at seven, eight years ago, because that's the only way the industry can actually grow is by having hit movies in theaters, big things. And then you have them then go on demand and you pay for them. And then you eventually have them on the streamer. That's the only way to actually have a growth industry. So I I agree. And here's the thing. I think people got like you hit the nail on the head that that there was such a short sightedness thinking that they could cut out the cinema experience cut out that whole market yeah because we have a cheaper method of distribution we'll release everything at once i mean if you think about it some of the 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 biggest shows you know have been released on platforms that you know i'll mention just you know for example on apple tv like severance and ted lasso two of the biggest shows in the past few years didn't have like they didn't dump it all at once and all that kind of stuff. So I think a lot of the Netflix model, they're seeing they've been giving away too much of their IP too quickly, therefore cheapening the rest of the market. Therefore, and because they've been such a leader, they've been it's been a toilet draining swirl to the bottom that everybody started to copy. And I think And you know who gets hurt the most? You know you know who creators. gets hurt the most? The creators. Exactly. And and you know, for you know me, and I'm sure the listeners I'm probably talked about this a million times, I am a cinephile. I belong to, you know, the AMC Stubbs program, so I can go to unlimited movies a month for the most part. It's 12 movies a month, which to me is unlimited. And I do go to a lot of movies. I see everything I want to see in the theaters. It gets supported. And I think it's it's an important institution. And to me, I couldn't be happier that the movies are back. And even HBO, who is, you'd consider one of the most loyal 
to the silver screen because they believe in quality content. They even were trying to have Dune released at the exact same time. Yep. And that was just criminal and crazy. And Dune should have had a longer time between its time appearing on a streaming platform and when it was in theaters. Um, but I think that hopefully we're now seeing a trend back to people experiencing it on the big screen. I mean, here's a bit of hope I got for you, Aaron, is the record player yes. did the vinyl did not kill the live show. That's a good that exactly. That's true. It actually made it more popular. Yeah. And I so, think I think the the movie theater going experience, people are into it again. People want to go Top Gun Top Gun is about to make a fortune. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Really fun. I, I I was I saw Doctor Strange this past weekend and um they had like a 5 minute just like preview, not a trailer, but like a preview, like like foot like scene from the movie and it was sick. <laughs> it was just like Tom Cruise flying fighter jets. Honestly, that's 50% of what makes a movie sick in general. Yeah. So And apparently it has a great story too. Yeah. So, you know, it's about Goose's son. Um, and I can't stand Miles Teller, kind of, but hopefully he's not. Oh, yeah. I can't stand him. He's got such a punchable face. Punch. Um, I know. I saw. I, yeah. Hey, you know what they should do? And then we'll finish the show. You know what they should do at Top Gun when you go to Top Gun is they should have a punching bag with Miles Teller's face <laughs> and everyone gets to punch it. <laughs> he just like looks like an asshole. And uh, I, I know some people who uh, anyway, I I, that what you think has been confirmed by people I know. Okay, great. I was hoping you could go the other way. He's like, actually, he's the nicest person that, you know, but you never know. That's um, it. But let, well, let's, yeah. let's dive into Hope in 60. I feel yes. hope. I can't wait to see Top Gun in the movie theater. Uh, I will definitely be seeing that next week. And uh, I'm guessing you will too. And uh, that'll be fun. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. What, so let's the, start the Hope in 60. I got a couple topics here for you today. The first one is, Aaron, we previously just talked about Twittering, and this was like my first mass ratio, um, you know, where there's hundreds of people commenting, but fewer people liking, which yeah. means you have a bad ratio of comments to likes, which means it's a controversial topic. Here's the thing. Most people would be upset about it, but my hopelessness is I kind of love it and I want more. <laughs> so you want bad ratio. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So I'm with you and here's what you do. I'll give you the hope very quick because I've gotten the bad. I've gotten both a lot. I've shared a lot of it with you. Yeah. And the key is to go on the site that is what you're kind of for. So like what people will be for. So let's say it's a conservative thing about Trump. You go on there onto one of the Trump supporters sites and you say something positive about what that person just said you'll get uh-huh. lambasted. It's the opposite of what you think. So go on the person's site. So if, if you went on Rachel Maddow's Twitter and you wrote, like, I don't know, I love LGBTQ so much. They are the best. Everyone needs to love them. You'll uh-huh. get hated a ton. Really? It's the opposite. Yeah. Huh. It can work. Because huh. a lot of the haters go on their Twitters. Oh, that's true. Hate. That's true. I do go on people to people's tweets that I hate or tweets that I would hate, and just to see the comments. You're right, but I haven't thought. To, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Like I went. Uh, what's the 
uh, black commentator on Fox News that's very famous. What's her name? She's awful. Oh, oh God. Um, Candace, Candace Owens. Owens. Candace Owens. I went on hers recently and wrote something about what an appalling thing she said was. And I got hundreds or thousands of retweets because I hated a, something she did. So <laughs> like, you just do that and you'll get it. You'll get your ratio. You'll get it. Great. So I will live life in pursuit of the ratio. Thank the you, ratio. Aaron. That makes You're me feel welcome. good. That new ways to troll. Um, the next one, Aaron, is kind of a, a bit of a U-turn. Um, but the Guardian had a post today trying to put together some pieces, and they believe that Jeff Bezos might be preparing a run for office. What office? And um, we're not sure yet, but he has started. Um, uh, titling himself as a public policy thinker in caps. Huh. And that when people talk about public policy and all that, they usually are policymakers. And Oy. yeah, I don't want this guy in office. All right. Um, I have hope. I have easy hope for you here. I can sure. solve this in five seconds. There's Great. no way. There is zero chance <laughs> that that guy's going to get elected for anything. People overall can't stand him because they spend so much money because of him and that's it there's just no way but, and but he look he looks like a penis too but he could buy an election i disagree he there's no way he'll win he's not liked and he's his personality is pretty terrible it's, oh, not, it's not like he's some of, dynamic person he's kind of the worst um even but if he's not I, the worst he's just not that interesting people do not find him that interesting there are unlike elon musk who had a lot of uh Tons of followers and less now, obviously. Uh, Elon, it's not like there were just tons of Jeff Bezos stands. That's that's also true. That is also true. Is God, he's boring. He's just boring. Um, he's just not interesting enough. And uh, so it, you'll be fine. Um, don't worry. <laughs> Hope fulfilled. Oh, hope fulfilled. So we get to end the show with hope oh, fulfilled. What a transition. What a transition. All right. I'm going to just say it. It's a big weekend, Rohit. Uh -huh. It's a huge weekend. I know. I know what Pierre think. Everyone probably knows what I'm about to say. <laughs> but I'll just say it, even though everyone's already thinking but I'll it. But I'll give everybody a hint. Think of Italy and Mexico. Exactly. And then, obviously, what do you think of when you think of Italy plus Mexico? You think of Taco Bell and the Mexican pizza. Happy Woo! Mexican pizza weekend. The Mexican pizza is back. I am going to have it with you tomorrow night. Yes. We are having it together. We yes, actually we are have, going to have the Mexican plans. pizza. We have Mexican pizza plans tomorrow night, late night, to get yes. the Mexican pizza. So we will report back on it. But it is amazing that the petition worked. I talked about that petition so much on this show, filled it out, spread it, retweeted it for people to fill it out. The people heard us. The people heard what we wanted. We wanted the Mexican pizza back. We got the Mexican pizza back. We will march till eternity until we continue to get our Mexican pizza back. And not only did we get the Mexican pizza, we also get a musical. The Mexican yes. Pizza musical is coming, and I just found out I actually know the director. Oh, shit. So I'm going to get some inside intel, which I will bring to you about the Mexican Pizza musical Please that is do. coming. When we are eating our Mexican pizza, which our partners do not know we are steering towards 
after we hang out on Saturday. Um, so we are going to surprise them with it. Yes. Um, we'll see how pleased they are. The And this is another reason why everybody needs to write in Aaron Wolf on your Los Angeles ballots um, <laughs> or your California ballots, because he right now is the only politician who makes promises and actually fulfills them. Yes. He said we'd get the Mexicans back. He did his best. And guess what? This is the first political promise that's ever been fulfilled. So... <laughs> Congrats yes. to Aaron. Thank Congrats you. to all the all the voters. Out Thank there. you. Thank you to everyone who supported me in this quest. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who's been on this journey with me. There have been ups, there have been down. It's been a roller coaster of emotions, but we got there together. We got there not because of one person, not because of two people, but because of all of you. And because of all of you, we have done it together. The Mexican pizza is back. God bless America. Yes. And to all our listeners in Italy and Mexico and abroad. We know you're out there. Um, this one's for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So does that wrap up our show? Is that it? I think so. I think, I, I mean, we, that's probably, your, I mean, that's probably our most important hopeful field that we've had in the 79 episodes that we've been recording this show, Aaron. Wow. I mean, ha- and next week we get number 80. Can't wait to bring that yeah. to you until next the time. Jeremy Shockey. The che- Wow. <laughs> Deep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fine, Victor Cruz. Until until next week, uh, I'm Aaron. He's Rohit, and I cannot wait to do the next episode from the hospital where I will be because I will have eaten the Mexican pizza. Yes, it'll be a very yeah. Ignore all the beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, beep. don't worry, it's worth it. It's yeah, worth ignore it. Aaron's flatlining in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore Here it comes, that glimmer of hope A light shines through the dark It's a hopeless soul